0: It's me, the sun soaked tropical hotel looking for a companion who enjoys short walks to sandy beaches and exotic bird sightings. My only weakness? You'll never want to leave me. Download the hotel's app to find me. You're perfect somewhere.
1: This episode is brought to you by the NHL on TNT. When it comes to hockey, the Stanley Cup playoffs are built different. Experience the intensity and insanity on the ice and off it starting May 5th on TNT and TBS. Get ready for seven game rounds of knockdowns, dragouts, pressure, and agony as teams go head-to-head without ever letting up. The Stanley Cup playoffs are known for more than just a few cracked ribs and black eyes. Pushing through pain is the name of the game. With so much edge-of-your-seat action, you'll refuse to shave or change your sweater. Don't say we didn't warn you. Ready to feel the rush? Watch the Stanley Cup playoffs beginning May 5th on TNT and TBS.
2: Good!
0: Wow, that's a wake-up call. That was a loud one. That if you weren't awake, a, you are now. It yeah. was a
1: little bit off because Zach was distracting me
0: fingering uh,
1: Hatch's <laughs> kennel over
3: there. Well, for a second, I was like, what is this little thing? And then I realized, oh, there's a hole in it. So it's, it's, yeah, a it's water- for a water spout. So yeah. they just came out with a bowl that you can mount
1: on the inside of the kennel. Uh-huh. So you can just pour water in there and then fill it up. And then the bowl you can also use for food. Oh, that's cool. That is cool. The balls up there, though. I'm not leaving
0: it in there unless I'm going
1: to use it. That's
0: a great idea. So, welcome to Honey Hole Hangout. We like to hang out and talk about hunting and fishing, conservation, what is going on in our life, and just have a good time and hope that you guys enjoy our content and maybe give you a break from the day-to-day grind that we all go through. Make you envious and want to go outside. Our goal is for you to spend more time outdoors. My goal like is for it. me to spend more time outdoors. That's my goal, too.
1: My goal is just to hunt more.
0: <laughs> hunt more.
1: <laughs> hunt more, work less. Hey, that's that's a good goal.
0: That's a good goal. So, uh, Cliff, we're drinking beer tonight. No whiskey. We are. No whiskey tonight. It's a, it's a beer night.
3: It's my favorite night. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Cliff can rate this one all day. Uh-huh. <laughs> we already talked about Shiner on Shiner Blonde on the last podcast. I don't think we need to go in. But we're drinking uh, me and Cliff are drinking Shiner Blonde. And Zach is drinking
3: Yingling Hershey's Porter because I feel fancy when I drink it. The Hershey squirts. That's right, the Hershey squirts.
0: Yeah, that I don't
1: see how you can drink that. Doesn't sound appetizing to me at all. A, it tastes like Hershey's. It's like a it's porter. the most
0: chocolate porter. Yeah. like that tastes like chocolate. It's just yeah, a porter beer with like a little more chocolate. So they have like
3: chocolate porters and chocolate stouts, but this one is just a little bit more chocolatey. See, that seems too frou frou and too much for me. Oh, dude, I don't care. It's, it tastes great. <laughs>
0: I'm also
1: Yeah, you pre- shouldn't care. <laughs> That's just my opinion.
0: I'm also pretty full. Cliff, would you care to explain why I have a full stomach at the table right now? I don't know why you're, you're full. No. You don't know why I'm full? No, no, that, real- you got like two slivers of a crane breast.
1: <laughs> like if you're full off that, then... Hey, I'm full. I'm I'm satisfied. I wish you'd be full off
3: two slivers of a crane breast.
1: <laughs> I know. Grocery bill would be a lot cheaper. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Way getting like the crane was a little expensive. I
0: yeah, six hundred dollars for one bird. <laughs> um, and I got I spent six hundred dollars and didn't get a bird. I uh, I watched from Instagram. Uh, you missed out. It sounds
1: like you it. missed out. It was okay. So, uh,
0: let's uh, tease. Okay, yeah. let's tease it a little bit. We'll go back to cooking, but let's just say this hunt was a shit show
1: from beginning to the very end from
0: beginning to the very end so we'll get into that in a little bit cliff talk about uh we we brought back one crane and we'll get into that but you cooked the crane Cr- i brought back one crane you brought back one crane give me my credit
1: cliff brought
3: oh. back, brought back one crane
1: i brought back one crane uh tonight so i breasted it and out uh, breasted it and legged it out while we were up there I got back Sunday uh, m- morning unloaded the truck and everything rested and then last night I brined it cuz all my wild game I brine in a salt water bath. Do you even do venison that way? I do. Really? Everything I in salt water. In salt water. I've never I've never attempted to. I take a stock pot like a decent little size stock Yeah, pot, I saw
3: your stuff in there. And
1: I just I cover the bottom in salt water just enough in salt just enough to make the bottom white. Uh huh. And then I fill it up with water and then I'll put all the meat and stuff. It, as sometimes I have to do like two or three of them. How long do you leave it in the brine? 24 hours.
3: Okay. And then you rinse it. it and and I you... refrigerate it during, during yeah. that time. And then you rinse it off and then you vacuum seal it if you're not going to use it for it? I long. rinse
1: it off. I'll cut off like the parts that I don't want, like Uh dress it like the chunky fat and stuff, that hard fat. I'll cut all that out, try to get some of the silver skin and all that out, and then I vacuum seal it and throw it in the freezer. Okay. Date it and say what it is type thing. So I did that last night, and I, before the guys got here this evening, I was actually cutting it and stuff and then doing vacuum sealing, and I got a bunch of hog meat from – Greg, one of our buddies, that I'm starting that process over again on that hog meat right now. And the reason I do it, in the, I, I, I only do it in salt water. Like, I don't add other stuff to it because uh-huh. I'm not trying to cure it or anything. But the salt water adds a buoyancy to the water itself. And I have legitimately seen it pull more of the blood and stuff out of the bird. And I've seen it pull shot shell out of birds before. So I just do everything. So it's a nicer, cleaner mm-hmm. kind of ages it a little bit, uh, cut before I do that.
3: And that's why I do it. Gotcha. Obviously, like I said, I've never done with venison and, uh, Kendall and I like it. So I'm just like, if we like it the way it is and we think it tastes great, I'm going to skip a step. Skip it, a step.
1: I, I mean, I get it. I just think it bleeds it a little bit more. Yeah. And that bleeding. That might be the way to
0: do it. Like, like if you're just going to cut the back straps and tenderloins off, and you're not going to obviously eat all that at once, you might as well like do the saltwater bath before you package it. Mm-hmm. Because nor- you we normally don't get, if we're going to get it deer processed or a hog processed, we normally cut those off, and they don't need to process that because we're just all going to eat it as a steak. And most of the
3: time it hangs anyways at the processor for a couple of days, so it has that, that time, like you said, if you're kind of wet-aging it a little bit, it's got that time to kind of go through rigor mortis in the hanger Right. whenever you would leave it there.
0: So then you marinated it? I marinated it. Would in, you care to share your family secret? Why
3: don't you
1: give us everything say, but one
0: ingredient? So
3: we
1: have an it's idea. It's really a family secret, but I, I do it in like a. If I have a Dell, sauce, so is it a
0: Google secret? No, it's just something I've come up. Are
3: you gonna? Are you years. gonna? Um, you know, package this one day and of us cliffs.
0: Sell? We could sell it as the honey hole cliff uh, secret sauce. Cliff's Secret Sauce. It's, that
3: would sell,
1: man. Yes, Cliff that would sell. Secret it's sauce. Send us
0: a note it's if you
1: would buy Secret Sauce. It's legitimately just a marinade. Uh-huh. That's all I'd use it for. But Cliff's uh, Secret
3: marinade does not have the ring as Cliff's Secret Sauce. It's,
1: if I had a Dell's sauce, uh-huh. that's normally what I would do a marinade in. Okay. And I would skip adding some other stuff. But if I don't have Dell's readily on hand, then i just do a soy sauce, add something else, and then garlic. Like hey, brown sugar? I'm not saying. <laughs> and I just kind of like let it sit in that. Normally, if I have time, I would have liked to let that sit in it for about 24 hours as well. Okay. Um, but with this, I only had like 30 minutes, so I massaged it into it instead of letting you it Vacuum just sit. seal it? No, this is what I did here. Gotcha. When I vacuum seal, I don't add anything to it. Gotcha. I might add some like... Basil or something into the vacuum seal bag, but you I could marinate it in the vacuum seal. That's and what be I'm saying. Marinating. And actually, if you do it, it, it
3: no, works fast. Then I you don't could sous vide it. I don't have a Ooh.
1: I don't have a wet vac. Mm. Um, I just have the game winner. You'd break or whatever. it if you did it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So you can't do like a wet seal.
3: You'd suck up on the moisture.
1: Right. That gotcha. would be good. But with that being said, if anyone wants to buy me a new vacuum sealer, like a chambered vac or something, yeah. I'd be very, very appreciative.
0: Chambered vacuum sealers are expensive. Yeah,
1: that's why I don't I've have I've never one. looked into them. They're about 1000 at on the low end. No. Yeah. I
3: was going to guess like maybe 350 $400. Um, they are about 1000 Dang, that's but crazy. But they're cool
1: because that's the one that I use of a, a chamber vac up at when I'm in Lometa. Uh-huh. Those birds. And it's cool because you set it in there. And it actually vacuum seals out the chamber. It vacuums the chamber. So the plastic bag actually expands mm-hmm. like it's pushing in air and then all of a sudden it just like releases it all and it goes that's whoosh, cool and then sucks it all out and it's a
3: super tight seal so like mm. last even longer
0: mm-hmm. yeah and those can you can they can be used as wet some of them gotcha yeah, sure.
3: Okay, so tell us more. So you you did the marinade for this crane.
0: Yeah, and like
1: I said, it's only like a 30-minute marinade. And it was a breast and a leg. I did a breast and a leg because most people just take the breast out of them. But when I was breasting it out, I grabbed the legs to, like, pop open Mm -hmm. a little bit more. And I could feel, like, just meat all right there. And I was like, like, I want to try that, too.
3: How long did it take you to get the
1: leg? Well, I didn't have, like, game shears, so it took me longer but I legitimately just popped the joint out, uh-huh. and then I just kind of had to force my knife through and
3: cut okay. it through. and then kind of plucked and feathered and all that? Yeah,
1: I just took the knife and went up the side of it and then pulled, pulled it back. Pulled the skin off. Yeah.
3: Okay, so it doesn't sound like it was that laborious of a process.
1: No, I, I had everything out in like less than 10 minutes.
3: So why do you think it's this big hubbub to, to not bring the legs when clearly it's worth the effort then? If it took you less than 10 minutes to do the whole thing... And there is a substantial sure people, amount of meat. I'm on sure there.
1: people do, but normally, uh, like a guiding process or an outfitter where they're doing it for you, they just don't have the time. Like really? if I'm in La and Years? I'm cleaning 200 birds, you're just breast it. I'm not doing the legs for you. I'm
3: sorry. You're no. not going to give me a little Cornish game hen.
1: Uh, uh-uh, I'm no. taking I'm taking the breast out for you, and that's it. Yeah, I mean it makes sense because it. I mean, to do one bird might not take any time at all, but you do. A couple hundred, yeah, it's ridiculous. It changes things, yes, that yeah, makes sense. Um, I will say, breasting out, even or getting into a crane carcass, was a little bit different than getting into
3: a dove a dove or a pheasant. Or, or could you split it with your hand, or did you have to cut it?
1: You had to cut it to in order to get in there and then rip it up. Okay. Once you got the first incision, it was easy, everything went the same at that point,
3: but their skin was a little bit
1: thicker. Uh huh.
0: Um, so after you marinated it you cooked on a cast iron skillet. Yeah, I, I use cast iron for everything, southern roots, I guess. Cast iron's the way
1: to
3: go. I think oh, yeah. we all cook. No, it's like a mini grill inside.
1: So I use cast iron skillet, I put two tablespoons of butter and let that kind of melt down along the cast iron and then I just put the the breast in and the leg and let it cook till about one thirty and then took it off and let it sit for a little bit and then we went to it and it
3: was delicious so it was uh, it was it honestly it it, it tastes it, like meat like it tastes like beef
0: it tastes like beef 100 if you if you handed that to me and you said you know this is beef i would eat it and wouldn't question it
3: the, like i said the only thing I think for me is I got like kind of like the end pieces that were a little bit – like they were still rare, but they were a little bit more cooked rare all the way through. I feel like the texture was better on that than on like the the blue because the, the, those center pieces were a little chewy in that like a little more rare raw set. Oh, like, no.
1: I thought, I thought the middle pieces were perfect.
3: See, I, I think the but texture I like... was a little better. And I love medium rare to rare even, but I feel like the texture was just a little too chewy – and the, the Well and everybody tomatoes, likes like, their steaks differently. Totally so
0: different. You, you, totally different. Cook you guys, how you want. Yeah, you guys just have to cook it how you want. I
1: would definitely say cook it how
3: you would your
0: For
1: steak. Sure. Yeah.
3: For sure.
0: And it it was fantastic. Yeah, cook
3: how you cook your steak and you'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm.
0: It was fantastic. I'd eat that again ten times out of ten Unfortunately, four so we have to wait a year.
1: Yep, and hopefully we come
0: back with more. Hopefully we come back with more.
1: Yeah. Well, technically we ain't gotta wait a year. If I can find another outfitter. Hmm. <laughs> or I could even call them again and say, hey, you got something open this weekend?
0: <laughs> yeah, we hey, could do that. I got two guys. Well, uh, we, and... we filmed Cliff cooking the crane, and so the YouTube video will come out first. But if you guys want to watch the process and watch us tasting it and see what it looks like, that is going to be up on YouTube by the time this comes out. So just go to our YouTube channel, Honey Hole Angling, and uh, look up that video. That's and with a will... G will be with, it'll be in our cooking playlist. It'll be the second video added to our cooking playlist. Very nice. I like it. The first one being the garballs. Those are pretty good too, though. Mm-hmm. They were. All right. They're better to catch up. Cliff. Yeah, actually, do. Zach, do you want to like, let's break it up a little bit. Tell us about your hunt.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, uh you know, I told my stepdad originally I was going to go on the crane hunt, but then I couldn't go. Um
1: Man, had, that
0: was a fast like twenty four hours of hope and then disappointment. Yeah, well, because yeah, because Zach last minute after I like, straight
1: up called the outfitter and begged him to let yeah, me add another nope. guy
3: too, and then I went out into the living room and it was a different situation. So.
0: Yeah, we <laughs> we like like twenty four to forty hours before the trip, we thought Zach was going on a last minute deal and we were super pumped, and then about twenty four hours before we had to leave maybe even less than that yeah it was legitimately
1: 10 minutes after i had gotten it was was okay for him Mm -hmm. and then i
3: got all excited and then found that i couldn't go
0: well zach honestly you didn't miss anything (laughs) and
3: honestly it kind of sounds like that no you missed the stories and that But stories are fun to hear they made it
1: they made it worth it no you got to experience
3: that uh but so i told my stepdad that and he was like well they have a lease in kerrville it only allows like two people on at a time. And so he invited me up. So we went up Friday night. And they have a little bit of everything. They don't have many hogs um, where they're at because they're in like a really hilly area. But they have whitetail and they have a few axes. It's low fence, uh, relatively small plot of land. Um, they have, but they have a little trailer there that you can stay in. And so I woke up Saturday morning. We go to the blind. The blind to the feeder is on like 50 yards. It was like pretty great. Um, but I was kind of hanging out there, hanging out. It's around 630. You know, it's just getting light, but still not legal shooting hour. And there's like this skinny buck, probably like four point, maybe a six point um, at the feeder. Right. But it's still too early to to do anything. Like if I pull anything up, I can see him moving around. I can see like the white from his chest, but I can't really make him out. And so we're just kind of, I'm just kind of waiting for things to go off. The feeder goes off. He's still hanging out. And then uh, right as it's about to kind of get light, he kind of starts shuffling off to the left, like just behind the, the brush. And then finally he takes off. And I'm thinking like, oh, this is great. Like I saw a deer within the first like few minutes. Like I'm going to see much like a bunch more stuff. And um, nothing. I didn't see anything. And so my stepdad, there's only like a couple of blinds. And so like me and him would swap, right? We we hunted Saturday morning, Saturday night, and Sunday morning. And every time we swapped, he would see the deer and I would. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, why is this happening? You know, he got a, a buck, a six point Saturday night. So we cleaned it, nice. took it to the processor. I didn't see anything that night. And then... We get back, we're just kind of hanging out, you know, and then um, uh, he, he's like, okay, well, I'm gonna, it's going to be your decision which blind you hunt tomorrow, because it's not going to be on me if you don't see anything, and I do, you know, so then I um, I wake up Sunday, I pick my blind, I go there, and he already has two deer for the season, so he's like, we don't really need any anymore, you know, and so he's just out there just kind of watch, and it was 26 degrees in this blind, it was so cold. And so we're just hanging out. I didn't see anything still. Uh, but he sees three deer come through his blind. you know.
0: Of course. So but he's I, getting all. He
3: saw everything. And at a certain point, I almost texted him. I was like, hey, I'm going to try to stalk over there. Like, don't shoot anything. I'm just going to walk over and see if I can do it. But I texted him. I was like, hey, is that deer still there? And he's like, no, they're moving pretty pretty quickly. Um, he And we didn't see any large pods, especially of does or anything. We only saw like four or five deer the whole weekend. But he was kind enough because he had the, he got the deer the weekend prior. He actually gave me his meat from the buck this past weekend. Nice. So uh, he was really generous that Did way. Did you
0: get it processed? or Processed. Yeah. yeah. Who'd you go to?
3: Uh, a place up in Kerrville. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. We've never used them before, but, you know, we're not doing anything fancy. Uh, we got, you know, tenderloins, back straps. I'm getting one ham hole cut or bone out. And then uh, the rest of it ground mixed with about five percent beef fat. Okay. So uh, all in all, though Frank and I—Frank's my stepdad—we haven't done a trip like that in a long time. And to be honest, it was kind of nice, just like me and him go out, have a good weekend, just no cable, no TV, just kind of hanging out in the RV, reading or shooting the shit. You know. Is there an
0: RV out on the lease, or do y'all? Does he take one out? No, no, it's out on the there's lease. There's a trailer.
3: Yeah, yeah. There's a, it. It has uh, power. It has water. Has an air conditioner, no heater, but uh Frank has a little space heater, but also with sleeping bags and stuff, you're fine. Yeah. But all in all it was a, a really good weekend.
0: Nice. Yeah. So our weekend, Cliff.
3: Yes, tell me about your weekend. All in guys. all, it was a really good weekend. It was a good weekend.
0: I would say And you came
3: home with a bird, right? It could have been yeah. worse.
0: I would say, what is it? Is it type A fun that's fun? It's not fun in the moment, but it's fun to remember? <laughs> no, I still had fun. Even. <laughs> I still had fun even in the moment. It's not fun in the moment, but it's,
3: You know what? That's good. At least you can think back on it like that.
0: You know, they say like uh, like summoning peaks and like mountaineering and like stuff like that is type A fun. It's not fun in the moment, but it's fun to remember. Mm-hmm. So I had fun even in the moment. I had fun in the moment. The weekend, though, was. A it's a, a little bit uh it was a mess. It was a little bit
1: disheartening, but
3: it was a mess. Okay, so what happened? Okay, so you guys get there Thursday night, right? Yep.
1: We got there Thursday probably around like 5 36. Five. We
0: hung out with some of my family, saw my nephew and niece. Oh, you see your dad? Uh, uh we stopped by the house but and uh, dropped some stuff off, but he was at work. Gotcha. So we but in Lubbock we stopped by and visited some family, had some dinner with them, some pad thai. Then we drove up to New Deal, where our Airbnb, Airbnb was. And we just hung out and recorded we recorded a podcast. Episode, that first night? Yeah. Which you guys probably listened to is the one before this. And that was like a pre hunt. What are our expectations? We asked uh, Jeremy and Evan, they had done this hunt one time before together. And so we asked them about their experience. And then they asked us about what our expectations were for the hunt. And, um, um, Evan did like fun facts or fast facts about cranes, so it was just like baby a very crane focused episode. Nice. And so we recorded that night. We went to bed. We had to get up at about four the next morning. Yeah, yeah. Get up at four, and we were meeting the guides around five fifteen. Five fifteen. And so,
3: how far was the Airbnb from where you were meeting them?
1: Thirty
0: minutes. Yeah, okay. roughly thirty
3: minutes, maybe. Okay, it's not far, but it's still drive. Uh, yeah.
0: And uh, we met up with them at the gas station. Uh, This is the first time that we met, and you're going to get a kick out of this. uh, The Colorado Boys. Uh huh. Jesus Christ! (laughs) (laughs) Did you did you forget about that?
1: No, I just want to. That's right, because it was a large group hunting, right? So we had five guys, and then they paired us with another group of four. four. So there were nine total. Okay, and how many guys in total? Uh, one guide the first day, and then a guide and a
0: photographer the second. Yeah. Cool. And uh, so this was the first time we met the Colorado guys. First thing we see is one of them walking out at the
1: gas
3: station eating an
1: ice, ice cream creams. cone, an ice cream sandwich, at five thirty
0: in the morning. Five thirty in the morning, and it's like freezing cold. No, it, is, just, it was fifty
3: degrees. Yeah, I would say uh, that it probably wasn't that cold that first day.
0: No, it was much colder the second day, but it was too early and too cool in the morning to be eating. Ice cream. Uh, ice cream. I
3: hope I'm that guy who can eat an ice cream cone at five in the morning.
1: It just was
0: eating it super nonchalant. So he was like we, Hey guys, what's going on, man? We chit chatted with them a bit that first morning. I think the chit chat kind of stopped after, after the that. first day because they were uh not a fun group to be paired with. Not at all.
3: Can I ask why? Yeah.
1: Just a lot of complaining, a lot of not uh, helping. Not helping, a lot of just bad hunting partners is the why did i
0: drive from colorado if there weren't any if there's not going to be any birds uh and pretty ha- sure i hate people, sure people like
3: that who expect just because you're hunting and fishing with a guide it's guaranteed that something's going to happen i'm pretty
1: sure that they didn't tip the first day like they did were so guys- they were so like upset about it that like
3: oh you think that's the case uh-huh Oh, I thought
1: you
0: meant we're like. we're not a hundred percent sure on that. Okay, but. we're not a hundred
1: percent sure on that, so I'm not putting them on blast yeah, for that. Sure. But
3: I thought you meant like they didn't tip because like they were going to get the same guide the second day and just tip them all at once.
1: No, I don't think so because okay. they did tip the second day, uh-huh. and they were still going to hunt a third day. Oh So wow. I don't think that that was the case gotcha. at all. But the remarks were like, "Why would I drive all the way from Colorado if I'm not going to get birds and all this other stuff?" It they had another network. hunt planned that afternoon for like bird preserve. Pheasant, upland hunt, I believe. Uh And they were like, well, at least we're guaranteed birds there and all this other stuff. Just making snidey comments. Yeah, guaranteed fake birds. Yeah, cage birds. birds. Well, I'm not... I I have (laughs) no problem with it. Yeah. No, no, there's
2: not
0: a problem with it, but there's a problem with it with the mentality of this isn't fun because I get to shoot wild birds and there's a risk I might not shoot anything. But then... I'm more looking forward to go shoot. Like, I get the whole preserve thing. I don't have a problem with it. What I have a problem with is their snarky attitude about about not shooting wild birds. And then, oh, at least we'll get to shoot some. Yeah, and the first day, it was 30-mile-per-hour winds with 50-mile-an-hour
1: gusts. That was
3: the first day? That was the first day. Because that cold front was coming in, right? Yeah.
1: Yes, and uh, we, I mean, it was legitimately a, a dust storm the whole time. I got oh, yeah. to, After that hunt and we got home, I started sneezing and stuff, and I was legitimately sneezing and blowing mud out of my nose. No, that's
3: how Lubbock works. Yeah, it's dirt. Yeah. Um, it's
1: mud. It
0: wasn't a true haboob. I did educate Cliff on what a haboob was. Yeah, no, it's not a haboob. It's yeah, a funny word, too. He didn't know. He didn't know what a haboob was. wasn't a, quite to that level. It was just a, wall a dust storm.
3: Of dust. You don't know. It's a wall of dust. It literally looks like a sea of dirt. A I mean, you,
1: can, you could feel the dust, like, hitting you. Oh, like, well, yeah, no, you feel like, the grid. little Yeah.
3: And then if you open your mouth too why? Then you close it, you taste it, like, you feel the grit. Yeah. Yeah. That's why there's no open outdoor seating in Lubbock. Because you just eat dirt.
1: If you well, know. I didn't realize that, but that is why. Because when <laughs> they said outdoor at uh, Capital. Caprock Cafe. Caprock they were like outdoor, and then we walked in, and I was like, "Well, if this is the outdoor patio, then yeah, this yeah. ain't bad." It was totally covered, and yeah, like, it, yeah it wasn't in. really. It a wasn't f- really outdoor.
3: A few places will risk it, but you know, like most of the time, you can't do it.
1: But it, it was a tough hunt, and no birds flew into us. But birds don't fly like far or long. Now,
3: did you see birds, and they just never came close? There were claims they, of they seeing- were
1: coming up. No, I saw birds. uh... They were all about a mile and mile a mile half away at mm-hmm. the roost. I mean, in Lubbock, you can see forever. Right. Um, so, you could see them come up. It would and have they had would,
0: to have been further than a mile.
1: they just kind of come up, and then they'd, like, kind of stir around a little bit, and then go right back down to right. that same area. They weren't.
3: But they weren't moving because weren't of how windy it was.
1: Correct. And probably the dust storm, too. So, everyone really wanted to call it probably about 9 o'clock, and... The other group asked, what did we want to do? And then my, our group asked, well...
0: I asked, what does Cliff want to do?
1: Yeah, because I put it all together, and I said, well, let's sit here and wait.
3: <laughs> so the other group sat there and waited because of you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I, it, because I didn't know, like, how long this dust storm was going to last. And if it, oh, last if it it if it simmered down just a little bit, then those birds were going to fly. And they were up and down over their roost all morning. Like, you could see them all morning long if you just watched. But they weren't moving from where they were. Like, you could see them go up and then just come back down. So, I was like, well, let's let's hold off. And then we waited about another hour or so. And everyone had already started, like, unloading their guns and stuff. And Like, then I fidgeting. Was, and- yeah, and then that's when I, I was like, all right,
0: well. Let's
3: do it.
1: People don't even. And have we could have waited it out there for now. two
0: more hours, and it wouldn't have made a difference, right?
3: Because the the habubin or the dirt dust. Yeah, it even was go just.
0: At. It was just a bat. It was just. How long um, will they
3: sit out there? Because uh,
0: you can hunt until
1: about three, okay. and then I think they kick off so that they can go scout and stuff. Gotcha. So we cut it, and then we all went back to the house. Everyone took showers, um, not together. Just FYI, thanks for the clarification.
3: Well, if you said everyone took a shower, it would have been. Yeah,
1: more. I just wanted to make people, make sure people know. Yeah. Trying to be clear, it's an audio format. <laughs> I'm painting a picture here. That's right, we're not watching you take a shower right now. Right, that would have been on the other YouTube video. <laughs> um, so we get ready and then Landon and I are kind of hungry, so he, we go into Lubbock. Plus we wanted to get some, uh, I didn't realize it, but how dusty and everything is that everything would get, and I was like, well, we kind of need to clean the guns. So we went into town looking for some CLP and gun oil and stuff. Uh, Landon and I were hungry, so we ate at Caprock Cafe on 32nd. What What'd you think? 34th Street.
3: 34th Street. 34th. It was good. Yeah, Caprock Cafe is pretty good. I
1: wish I would have gotten the half-pound burger instead of the quarter-pound, though. Oh,
3: yeah. So what, they have a third? No, they have a quarter. And a half. And a half. Yeah, that, the quarter the pound queso goes burger. fast. Oh, yeah, did I got you get the, the queso burger? I got the queso bacon yeah, burger. Yeah, that's the way to and go. And I was
1: like, I feel like I need to put mustard and ketchup on no. it. No. And so I just did it lightly, and I was like, no, this is too much. So I'm happy I didn't put it all over you the burger. You just test it a little bit? Yeah.
3: Yeah. No, yeah. If you're ever in Lubbock, Capra Cafe is the move. The queso queso burger. queso burger. Spicy queso burger. Spicy queso burger. Maybe ask for some avocado as well to put on top. That's the way to go.
1: And then we drove around, we went to Mountain Hideaway, I got to meet Landon's old boss. He was a nice guy, guy. piddled around there, then went to a gun store to look for some stuff. Which gun store
3: did you go to? Uh, Sharpshooters. Sharpshooters, it closed though, or moved? They moved. moved. Where are they at? Uh,
0: They were at Marsha Sharp and Slide.
3: Okay, because the last time I was there we looked for them, but they they weren't there anymore. Yeah. And we, we didn't Google it with our phones.
1: <laughs>
0: I wasn't like. It
3: must
1: be closed now. <laughs> it was a nice gun shop, don't get me wrong, but it, there's other ones in San Antonio that are way better.
3: Is it bigger than it used to be? Because they used to just shove so much stuff in a room it's about a the size bigger. of this garage. Yeah, and
0: yeah. they have a lot more space. They kind of have like two, two, two rooms. rooms to it. One is like all guns, uh-huh. like one room, and it's a huge room. Yeah. It's just. Wall to wall floor, all kinds of racks,
3: and the other one's all accessories, and the other
0: one's all accessories, scopes.
3: But then they'd have like backpacks, and
1: I didn't see any backpacks, but I did see like gun bags, like your stereotypical gun shop perch.
3: Uh,
1: then we went to Cabela's outlet or outfitters, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Wait, what was it called?
0: Outpost. Cabela's mm. Outpost. It's a small Cabela's. It's
1: a small Cabela's, but I actually kind of liked it better because it's like they cut out all the BS of Cabela's it's and just Mass a, Pro. It's just a Cabela's store. And just...
3: All right, what do we do? We
1: it's sell an, hunting,
0: fishing, camping gear. It's an academy-sized store that's only hunting, fishing, camping.
3: It's nice. I like it, too. Except, I mean, like they put my old my company where I worked for out of business when they moved in. Gander? Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, Gander was awesome,
3: man. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, I was probably going to go away anyways. They probably
1: just legitimately bought them out and then closed the store. They didn't want to use the name. No, what I think happened?
3: Camping World bought them out.
0: Camping World did buy out Gander. The RV store? Yep. Yeah. Interesting. But a- have you ever been to a Camping World? No. They because everything. if you go inside, it's all kinds of camping, sleeping bags, chairs. Oh, I always fishing just stuff, it was fishing stuff, fishing guns. Legitimate. They, they, they sell guns. guns. Yeah.
1: I always thought it was legitimately just RVs. No, it's no. it's. It's, it's actually kind camping. of a neat store to yeah. go
3: spend a, an hour.
1: Is the one up in uh, Buda? Buda like that? Yeah. yeah. I'll have to stop by one day then. it. Yeah. it's
0: cool. I've it cool. never
3: been in the market.
0: or. I used to think that until I went enough. to one. And then I was like, oh, this is actually pretty
3: sweet. Yeah, my dad was all about like the RV life for a bit. And so he every time I came up, he was like, let's go to Camping World. It's great. And I was like, okay.
1: Oh, I want one. I just I'm not in the market for one, so I've never gone in. No, yeah, you should also would rather have a duck boat, but that's me. <laughs> um, so if you want to get me that for Christmas, too, that's on the table. A duck boat? A
3: duck boat. I like it. So, okay, so what happened? Okay, so you guys ate. So this, we, is, we, this is Friday. This is Friday.
1: Uh, we leave there. It oh, ended so, up at O'Reilly's. Uh, yeah,
0: O'Reilly's was the only place that carried the gun the, cleaning supplies that we were looking for. Auto yep. parts? Yes. Yep. No. Yes. Out of o, everything, o, o, there's two o- products O'Reilly's? I was looking
1: for. I was looking for a CLP. And the gun oil. And did and you guys th- go
3: to Academy?
0: We didn't go to Academy. But well, we went to Cabela's and Sharpshooters, and neither one of them had it. Where do you normally buy this stuff? Academy. Academy. It's just CLP.
3: It's just CLP. So wait, why didn't you go to the Academy in Lubbock, then? Well, we just, that just
1: wasn't on the... The mind The mind or the route. We had discussed it, but it was
3: on the, the Academy route. was and by out of the, the time, way. But nothing's out of the way in by Lubbock. T- five minutes.
1: By the time, like... We got done with Cabela's. I knew that O'Reillys carried both things that
3: I needed. Oh, uh, so you're like, let's just go there. It's weird that we're going there for hunting stuff, but yeah. They got and it, we need. out of
1: everywhere that we went to, the sh- place that we spent the least amount of time that was not we a hunting in store
0: and saw it on the shelf. We're like, these are the exact two things we're looking for,
1: and it's just right there. So bought them, and then bought a roll of uh, like shop towels, uh-huh. and then. In and out the door, less than five minutes and under 20 bucks. Kind of nice. So then we went, we drove through Texas Tech. He showed me around Texas Tech Mm -hmm. and everything. I did come up with how Texas Tech should better market themselves. How? Drop the Matador Uh because no one knows them as the Matadors. In all honesty, I've always ever seen Yosemite Sam character.
3: Oh, yeah. Not the Matador. Raider Redden. Yeah, but the Mass Rider is iconic. It's fantastic. I've
1: never seen anything except for Yosemite. But you're
3: also not, like, super into college football.
1: No, I am SEC. Yeah, but you don't even follow, like, Bama or anybody that much. I follow Bama a little bit. Yeah. But Georgia-Auburn is... If me. you watched one Texas
0: Tech game, you would know that the Matadors are Yeah,
3: it got rated like the best mascot in college sports. I'm calling false. I consi- like Consistently. I'm calling false. Yeah. It, if like, you've ever seen it bust out...
1: Either way, I think that they should change it to the Wreck-It Ralph.
3: No, that's the worst. No. They I should be, be the, known the, for the, the Red, red Wreck-It Sam. Ralphs. If yeah, so, Sam's all right, but his real name, his, his name's Raider Red. But
0: the yeah, Everyone likes Raider Red. He's cool, but the Masked Rider, the Matador... It that is, is
3: it's so cool. And
0: then our fight song, it long ends with live long live, the live the matadors. matadors. Oh, it's great. Yeah. And, and you just plus that a little bit. Plus, as you as I pointed out to you, all of the architecture at Texas Tech Spanish. is Spanish.
3: Colonial. I will Colonial say the buildi-
1: the buildings were nice. I liked how they all matched. Yeah. So it wasn't like it was all hodgepodge together. Except for the calculator.
3: What calculator? The uh, old business school, but now new Mass Comm school it looks like a big calculator it doesn't really match i don't think i saw that or realized it
1: enough anyway i did become the third string runner up for the
3: meat judging team there you go that's hey that's a hard team to be got, to get on
1: <laughs> uh Landon said that he was going to buy me a texas tech he said you should get a texas tech t-shirt i said no i said i would never wear it he said what if i said you buy it and i might would wear it and then i said on second thought, I remember when I was always at Auburn, they would have, like, the Auburn, and then it would say, like, the club that whatever you want to be, like <laughs> a Auburn equestrian team and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I said, you get me a meat judging team, and I'll wear the shit out of that one. <laughs> I, just
0: want, I just want Tech to be Cliff's Texas Big 12 school. So, like, I know he's an SEC guy, but when he's watching the Big 12 and he's rooting for a team to succeed in the Big 12, I want that to be Texas Tech.
1: Texas Tech meat judging all day long. Okay, I'm a fan of the meat judging. Hey, they t-shirt. just won
3: championship a couple weeks ago. Well, I did order you a T-shirt. Awesome, great.
1: Did, you, just, did you get them a meat judging? I shirt? I did. <laughs> nice. Yes, <laughs> I did. I got <laughs> me one too.
0: Did you really? Yeah. That's great. You'll, oh, I yeah. don't know when it's going to come in, but I'll give it to you. It <laughs> says Texas. Te- uh, it says Texas Tech Meat Judging Dynasty, and then the there's an image on it. But I'll the image Save will be a surprise. the image for later. I, I hope it's a yeah. steak. I hope it's
3: a brisket, <laughs> man. <laughs>
1: Uh, it's cool. I wish I kind of wish that is just like a simple, like Texas Tech meat judging.
0: It is very simple, but I, you'll like it. Okay.
1: Yeah. Is the logo like the picture on the back or is no. it all on the front? It's, it's all nip, on the
0: front. Nip to nip. Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> and then we went up to the house and chilled out, went back into Lubbock and ate Caprock Cafe again. <laughs> Did you
3: guys really eat it two times in a row? <laughs> yes. yes.
1: But that we was, went to the one on thirty fourth for break, for lunch. Anyways, and so they, the one in the loop. Uh, the one on eighty on second for
3: dinner.
0: So there's three now. There's two. There's the one in the loop too. I when I when we googled it, I only saw two.
3: Oh, okay, maybe the one. Every, maybe everything moved since I've been there. So I only go to the one on thirty fourth now.
0: But we, so we tried. We were gonna go get steaks, but every steak restaurant was like a three hour wait.
3: Oh, but if you ever do go. Uh, Triple
1: J's is what I hear.
3: Triple J's is okay. I think, personally, the double nickel is the way to go. I think it's a better state. I don't
1: think I heard the double nickel mentioned. It's is that smaller. the one where everyone was like, you have to wear a jacket?
3: You do have to wear a jacket and a double nickel. Uh,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, and, that was and out we of, were
0: like dirty crane. That was out of the question. Dirty, grimy crane hunters. The the,
1: the most, like, nicest thing I had was my duck hunting jacket.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, they'd ask you to leave.
1: So, we, we went there for dinner, and... I think majority of us actually ended up ordering the ribeye mm-hmm. that night and it was it was decent. It was a really good bar steak, I will say that.
3: Wait so You guys went to Caprock? Caprock Cap Rock. and got the ribeye at Caprock? Yes. And it was a Which,
2: really good Cap bar Rock steak. Caprock is like
0: it's is just, voted best place to have a beer in Lubbock like for the past like 40 years. It's great. So I've that's never like had like a bad meal ever, at Caprock. And but like it's not a steakhouse. It's not what you think about going to get a steak, but we all wanted a steak. But also you're in West
3: Texas so like
0: as long as it's How not a like a chain, it, it was good. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was steak. fantastic or amazing or like, oh, oh, I can't wait to have it again. I, hands
1: down, the best bar steak I've ever had. Probably <laughs> did you eat yeah. at the bar? Uh, well, we had a high top. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. It was the best bar steak I've probably ever had. <laughs> it was good. It was a tad salty, but it was good. And my mashed potatoes were good, and the salad was. Eh. iceberg lettuce out of a bag, but <laughs> <laughs> it was good. I mean, I could have been just starving because I was. I, yeah. My plate didn't
0: have grease on it by the time I was done. That's weird. Uh, would you care to tell uh, everyone what you found at the gas station on our way home from lunch? Boiled peanuts.
1: And you get some? Yes. They're good. Because I love boiled peanuts. When I go home, I legitimately start stopping in Mississippi, and I will get boiled peanuts until
3: I get home. You don't eat the shell. No, I spit the shell out. Yeah. I met somebody who tried to tell me that you could eat the shell the other day, and I tried it, and I was like, this is disgusting.
0: Now, if the shell is... And boiled, where did you have boiled peanuts the other day? No, not the other... Like, separate stories. Sorry.
3: Okay. I had boiled peanuts a while ago, and then so I it was eating like... peanuts the other day, and somebody told me you could eat the shell. I do. Gotcha. I call a bowl.
1: I do put the whole shell in my yeah, mouth, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. crack it open. And if I can't get it open, then I'll just bite through it and suck out the, the nut. The nut part. Mm-hmm. I mean yep. there's no way out of that one. I'm gonna <laughs> walk right into it. <laughs> um but then I'll spit the shell out. Uh huh. So I'll swallow the nut and spit the shell. <laughs> there you go. Make all your jokes, Evan. Um, and then as soon as I got it, I text Cynthia, I said, We're moving to Lubbock. She's like, What why? I said, they have boiled peanuts. And she's like, is that the only reason? I was like, I get peanuts, and we can still live in Texas. We're moving to Lubbock. Yeah, and there's more hunting opportunities. Yes. And it's a nice town, I will say. I feel like you'd fit in on Lubbock. I liked it. I like Lubbock. A lot. I mean, I typically like a place that I just come back from anyway. Anything yeah. different. So, I like to spend a little bit more time up there. Uh, the dust was a little bit of an issue, but how often does that really happen? I don't know.
3: Every day. No, not The dust isn't that bad every day. Not but you 30 have, mile per hour winds. You have allergies from the dust, pretty much you're right. Landon own. said that that was pretty atypical So what happened. What the we dust, hunted in. The dust probably is, or the dust storm probably is, but there is constant, constant wind. dust and constant wind.
0: Though I, I would say the wind constantly blows 10 to 15 miles an hour. And you're
3: surrounded by dust all the time. So even though you're not having a dust storm, there's always a little bit of dust in the air. Yeah.
1: We went back, after we ate Caprock and all that, we went back to the uh, house, went to bed. I think I was the first one in bed, and then everyone else kind of followed pretty quickly after. What time did you guys go to bed? <sighs> By that point, it was probably 8, 9 o'clock. Oh, okay, maybe. it's not too late. Uh, yeah, we had to get up early, so. Yeah. Woke up again. Everyone, I turned on everyone's lights at around 4. I was up at around 3.30.
3: Just like anxious to get going?
1: I, I was, but I was also trying to force, like, s- magic to happen before I got out there
0: type deal. Okay. Um, Pooping story. Yep. Here it comes.
1: Hey, yep. Yep. So, the, everyone <laughs> waiting Every on episode. with bated breath. <laughs> so, couldn't could ever <laughs> could go. So, we, I finally stopped trying, turned on everyone's lights. And I like to at least get wet in the morning. So, I jump in the shower uh-huh. and wake up. Uh, I'm first went in the truck. I pull the truck up and he and Landon get in and then Evan and Jeremy get in Evan's truck behind us. We drive out to the gas station to meet. And by but that Colorado point,
0: boys again.
3: Colorado boys who don't want to be there apparently. By
1: that point my stomach's starting to
0: well, yeah, and that you... morning was cold. Yeah, that morning was cold. What was it was your
3: twenty temperature? degrees. Yeah. And with the wind, it probably felt like ten.
0: Also, I was a walking zombie on Saturday morning.
3: Oh, I was fine. And it looked like the first day you guys hunted out of an uh, A-frame a- a- frame, Berlin. And the second day you did we, not. We
0: did layouts the second okay. day. Two different fields. And they both, I liked hunting out of both. I tried to think about which one I liked better. Oh, I'm or a layout worse. guy all day like long. Like you
1: see a need for both?
0: I see a need for both. I could see I a like, need for both, but if I you like give me my preference,
1: if you're asking my preference, I'm a layout guy all Why? day long. Uh, because if they're slow, I can take a nap. They are comfy. They're comfortable. Probably
3: a little warm too,
1: because you're kind of you're kind of covered and yeah. whatnot. It's just comfortable. You're not sitting elbow to elbow with everyone next to you. You have like you're kind of on space. Where in a a frame or a pit blind, they can get crowded. Yeah, quickly. It feels like this episode is brought to you by Cox Contour TV. Sometimes it's hard to decide what to watch, but Cox Contour TV helps make that decision easier. Enjoy live TV, on-demand programs, DVR recordings, and music all in one place. And only with the sound of your voice with the Contour Voice Remote. Plus, catch the golf and basketball action you've been waiting for on the Contour Sports app. Learn more at coxcox.com slash contour.
3: This episode is brought to you by HP. When you're working apart from your team, feeling
0: connected can be a challenge. Presenting HP Presence, a more thoughtful human collaboration technology. With enhanced audio and video features, you can
3: experience more genuine collaboration and feel more connected. Be in the room from any room with HP Presence. Learn more at hp.com forward slash presence.
1: So we're at the gas station. Back to the story. Stomach starts going right before I get there. I jump out of the truck. Landon stays in the truck. Ian gets out and starts talking to other people. And I go inside. and They're like, bathroom's out of order. And I'm like, you just signed your own death warrant.
3: Hey, so what did you do?
1: I went behind the building. Did you really? Yep no shame i found a bush i didn't know that bush. you didn't know that no the the headlights of the truck were being bright on me (laughs) dude i was surprised
0: you didn't see me (laughs) i was a walking zombie at one point i was standing in the field with evan and ian holding my phone and it was like still pitch black outside an alarm is going off i'm Uh, literally looking at my phone and I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking someone's alarm is going off. And, and <laughs> lo and behold, it's the one in my hand. And Evan's like, I think that's you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and I probably stood there for like 10 seconds looking like an idiot. <laughs>
1: um, he even hit the snooze, buddy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> alarm's going Yeah, I just found a hedgerow and went behind that. But the headlights of the truck were focused right on me. I'm surprised Landon didn't see. Yeah. But there was no way I was going to make it any farther. Like, it was... You can't go in the blind. No. So, then we meet, get up with the guides, get out there and stuff, start doing
0: around. I would also like to point out, we're all of our group are helping the guides set out, spread, both days, set up the spread, tear down the spread. A lot of decoys need to be put out. There's really one guide. On the second day, there was a photographer, and he helped, but he wasn't, I don't think he was a guide. So there's one guy, and there's 50 to 75 birds that need to be put up. The layout blinds need to be set up. We need to collect tumbleweeds for cover. I mean, there's a lot of work to do, and it's a lot to put on one guy's shoulders. We're helping, and the Colorado guy's attitude is, I paid for this hunt. I'm not going to. Well,
3: and also, I'm not going to say though, but like the hunt is relatively reasonably inexpensive. Like it's not like the most expensive hunt I've ever heard of.
1: No. And even with all that, with all five of us helping the guide, so six one day, seven the next, neither day were we in our blinds before LST. Okay. So we pushed it to the edge both days. So if you put that all on the guide, there's no way your are can get into the blind before LST. No. So if you want
3: to, if you want more opportunity, you bust your butt and just get it done. Correct.
1: And it's
0: fun to help set up. You're part of the process. Yeah. yeah
3: it wasn't hard. It just, wasn't hard. It was, it was just
0: honestly, it's just kind of awkward
3: if you're just standing there watching. And I no, feel they like, sat in their
0: truck. I feel oh, like okay. it's uh, a little less
3: awkward. I guess it's still weird. Everyone else is awkward.
1: It's still weird. Yeah. yeah I, and honestly, like you should want to help someone out. It's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Just get off your ass and help.
3: I feel weird if a guy ties on my fly, and I know how to do it. You yeah, know what I mean, like, no, I, like I or... say
0: tie this crap. Yeah,
3: no, I let them do it, but
0: because I also guide occasionally, yeah, and so get... I do it for everyone else. So yes, yeah, so you get it. When I'm no, I usually tie my end most especially the if time. It's, if it's their Oh yeah, unless if it's I... a
3: fly that they're recommending, like hey, give me a lead. I'm like, okay,
0: you go. And that's the thing when I go with a different guide, I'm pretty much like listening to what they say me and their too. recommendations. I really don't. Unless I have like an itch to like fish something fun, like a flounder fly, or like, like, but that's like my mentality. They of, would like, never. This want... day is not a success unless yeah. I fish this weird yeah. fly and catch a fish on it. Anyway, so back to the hunt. How much more of pooping
1: stories
3: do y'all want? Uh, I mean, do you as want, you go. Okay, but save some for next week because I love pooping stories.
1: Well, this is all on the hunt. Okay, so it all ties in. So we get out there. We're starting to set up everything. And here it comes again. And again? Cliff, again. And Cliff
0: disappeared just like those Colorado. But out guys there, did.
1: there's no bush to hide behind. Nope. So I went behind a pivot tire. <laughs> <Did you> really? <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> and the the guide had gone before me there too. So you guys just so making I a just, pile of shit. I found I found his and then just chose another tire next to it. Oh, okay. There you go. And really? then Fertil- really?
0: fertilizing the field.
1: Yes. And Fecal then. Eye. <laughs> and then, so I'm like, ooh, that feels better. Like I'm I'm starting to feel like. Yeah, gunk ho, 'cause because I hadn't been able to go uh-huh. a couple of days before now. And then we get out there. We're setting everything up, setting everything up. We get everything done. We're standing around, and here it comes again. Oh, So man. I go back to my tire and do it, and I'm just sitting there hunched over, and then that's when the guides start pulling up, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm sure they could see me. Um, don't know <laughs> if they paid attention enough to know, but, yeah. And then, but they were coming back up with all the tumbleweeds. I walked back. I grabbed a couple of tumbleweeds that were in the field and brought them back to the brine. Like, oh,
3: I wasn't pooping. I was just finding. Tumbleweeds. <laughs> I was just collecting these. Yeah, <laughs> I,
1: um, that's I a, ran
3: because he had a man about a horse.
1: I ran out of dude wipes. I thought you that could never so run much. out of dude. I thought you could never run out of dude. I wipes. need a sponsorship. I guess. Yeah, I need them sent to me on like a monthly subscription.
3: Was it just you didn't bring that many or was it just you were going through them? Uh,
1: I brought, I mean, I brought a lot with me on the hunt uh-huh. or to Lubbock, but I didn't bring a lot with me on the hunt, so I one. went through them. Gotcha. But so I used like the, uh, the filled wipes from dead Wind, so my booty hole wouldn't smell. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, you know what? That's not bad. No. It's actually, that's a pretty smart idea. But that's all I had. So I was like, I'm using these. There we go. Nobody smelled my booty. So getting into the hunt,
1: uh we get in uh, you start to hear
0: birds fly in, they're like they're on the left, they're well, on the right, they're coming from behind. Yeah, and we're uh in layout blinds. How far and apart the, are you guys? Oh, uh, we're pretty much shoulder to shoulder. Oh, Almost. really? No, not quite. I would say there is probably like be like a, a foot between okay. each, but pretty a lot closer together than I thought we were. But what they did is they piled up all of the tumbleweeds and they sprinkled dirt on us too and so we were pretty well covered except come to find out later some people colorado weren't, guys weren't colorado guys weren't why covered they just weren't listening like they you had to have the blanket up to your nose or and over then you, your head over or over your head and then you had to with your left hand hold a tumbleweed over your face because that would cover like your face and your eyes. And then you
3: had your right hand over. Like, you would on take your the gun. gun if you
0: had a. If you had
1: like a uh, non camo gun, you would try and hide it like down beside you. But if you had a camo gun, you could lay it on top of you. Uh huh. Which is where mine was, and where Landon's probably was mm-hmm. too. I also and, didn't
0: want to shoot my foot off,
1: so I wasn't gonna. Yeah. Put so mine I just to on to the side.
0: I, I was gonna put it on me. I wasn't gonna put it to the side or like, like under the blanket or anything like that because when the birds come in, you have to throw the blanket off, throw your uh, tumbleweed. tumbleweed, tumbleweed, and you have to lift up and like pop up and but like pop up just like lean forward,
3: yeah. So like yeah. and your legs just on in front of you, so you are shooting shooting like, from
1: a, a sitting position, sitting,
3: but like not crisscross, like your legs are straight out, correct?
1: Okay, um, but it's not hard, right? You, you can kind of adapt to it pretty easy. But you have birds flying in, and he's like, to the left, to the right, da-da-da-da-da. So, okay, above so you're, us. you're
3: laying there waiting for their call-out, because they're kind of mm-hmm. watching probably pretty well. And we yeah. can hear them. You could hear them the whole whole the time. Nice. Just, hear the birds or hear the yeah. guides? Both. He,
1: but The birds, the birds you can, okay. the whole time you're just carrying It was
2: morning. Brruh, brruh,
3: brruh. And so the guides called out, bird to the left, birds to the left. And yeah, so you guys are pop out.
1: No, at that point, that's just where they're at in the sky.
3: Oh, so they're not—they're not giving you a call. like, pop out
1: now. No, they'll say cuddle them or take them or something yeah, like that. get a boys something. Um, like that. So they're working in and all this other stuff. And I would say probably about four hundred birds flew above us, but Which only three—three three
3: came into decoys. And this was oh okay, so that's why out, of, out of, like it was only three that you guys took,
1: right? As the entire ten group, yeah. ten Got group. Right. Um, so we. The first one comes in, and it's down on the far right-hand side, which is the Colorado guy zones. Mm-hmm. And so they shoot it, claim it, what whatnot. But I was kind of happy because I got, like, one good practice of getting up and getting my gun ready. Right. And then we waited probably about 10, 20 minutes or so, and then the second bird flew in, and it lands in the decoys. And they're like, don't shoot the decoys. Like, hold off. Like, get them up in the air. So we all – all nine um, guys pointed. are up with guns pointed at this and it's
3: bird, it's still on the ground, and it's
0: still there. And the and you guys are—you
3: guys—the whole thing of throwing yep. the stuff.
0: Yep. And, and they the bird no chilling. cover at this point. The guides are yelling at the bird to fly, and the they threw
1: just... a shell at the bird to try and kick it up, and it and never move. popped. The up. guide
0: was like going to fire around into the air, uh-huh. but he didn't have a shell like chambered or in a uh-huh. shotgun uh-huh. to get this thing to fly. And
1: then finally, the bird. Pops up and some other people shot, but I shot too, and that was my bird. So That's when and you got. the it we know it was mine because the photographer behind us was like, "That was far left, that's me." And he's like, "Congratulations!" Da 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 da. Yeah. They run out to get the bird and bring. So it how back.
3: do you know who gets what bird? And I, I, sounds well. Like well
1: the thing is, I fired
0: one shot at the third at the third bird.
1: Uh huh. Mm-hmm but that wasn't my lane at that point because your lane is about from 10 o'clock to 2 o'clock position. Oh, so So like these are your birds. So it's
0: kind of where your bird lands because mine was like more to the right. It was probably a little bit more in front of the – because I think the Colorado guys ended up taking two birds. Uh, I'm
1: pretty sure either one of our guys on the far left of our group took it or far right of our group took it. Or someone in the far right of the Colorado took it. Yeah, I couldn't tell at so that one point. of the Colorado guys. Got I, the bird. We gave the Colorado guys the bird because we didn't know. And at that point, it was on. We were, it
0: landed on their side. We so. were
1: we were done trying to like work with them. Yeah, it's like here, just take the bird because you're you're obviously like more hard, hard up on it and upset if you don't get something. Right. So
0: take the bird. Well, and we also thought at this point in time, as many birds had flown over, the more we come that. More would come. We were going to have a lot of action and a lot more opportunity. Uh, We probably didn't get as many birds to fly in that morning because the Colorado guys were not fully covered.
3: And these birds can see like crazy, right?
1: They have very sharp vision, but no depth perception.
3: Okay. So how does that play out the field? They
1: can see you, but they will get extremely close. So if you... If you're moving and stuff, it'll scare them out. If they can see your outline and stuff, it'll scare them out. Uh But if you keep all that hidden away, at least a minimum amount, they'll come in super close to you. Really? Yes. But
0: from what I heard, some of the Colorado guys, they had their full face exposed. They were moving around. That's coming from guides and everyone, Mm -hmm. too. Like me and
1: Landon were on the very far. It was the guide,
0: me, Landon. And the guides kept, every time birds were flying, they go collect them. was like, you guys need to cover up. And I kind of thought he was, I was like, I'm like, my blanket's up to my chin. I thought he was talking to me, too. Uh, my blanket's I, I up to my chin, how... and then my tumbleweed was here. And then he was like, I'm not talking to you guys. Oh, I'm God. not talking I thought, to the
1: group. I thought, like, maybe I was an issue because, like, the back of my head was kind of exposed because I could feel the the breeze and stuff back here. Um. But it wasn't, it, he, he said he, it wasn't. He ended our group. up saying it wasn't our group. Guys. There were
0: other guys further down that were moving around and were not fully covered. Didn't even have the blanket on. I think one of the guys didn't even yeah, have he the blanket on. He
1: said the blanket on one of them was like down at his belly. What? Yeah. So like whole and chest. Then not explodes. holding a tumbleweed.
3: Yeah. Just laying there. What is wrong with people? Like, why don't they listen? So I, no I feel idea.
0: like, you know, as many cranes flew over, if people were fully covered and following directions, probably there were big groups of in. cranes flying, like, 30 mm-hmm. groups of thirties. Mm-hmm. If one of those groups broke off and came and landed in the spread, Dang. it would have been lights out lights out. And at this point, after the third
1: bird about 10 minutes later, here comes a guy driving up in a truck and the guide was like, what's this guy doing? That's not a road. Like who, what's going on? Uh huh. And he comes up, pulls up straight to us and about uh, 50 feet away um and the guide uh, hops up and goes the guide goes over there talks to him and it's gone for like
0: 10 15 minutes we're like what the heck's going on because there's birds flying over us obviously they're not going to land with a truck right there and a guy walking around so we're all kind of like what the heck is going on and so the guide comes back and he's like he's like pack pack up
1: pack up all your stuff uh we're getting out of here just just pack up, and then he asked the photographer. He said, come over here real quick, and they discussed what happened. So we just we started, started packing it up We started getting an idea of what was going on, and so we went ahead and packed up all our stuff, packed up all the guide stuff, set it all off on the side of the road. Guide went and got his truck and stuff, and then we went and got all of our trucks. So we were out at the field by 9 o'clock. So you guys weren't out there very long at all. No, no. but what had ended up happening – according to the outfitter, the guide, and even what we kind of thought was the landowner had leased out the property to a farmer. Uh Uh-huh. Hunting and farming rights. Most of the time, I'm not saying that right off because we haven't seen that paperwork, but most of the time, when you lease a property like that up there, the farmer gets hunting and farming rights. That could have
3: been personal or private hunting? Uh... I, I guess it could. Uh-huh.
1: Uh, it would have
0: to be. It depend on the contract. So but I, either I, way, I'm either, just, either way, just they just get
1: hu- they get hunting and farming rights. Right. Then farmers will lease out their farming rights, their like sublease rights. their their hunting rights to outfitters. Right, and they'll get like day rates and all this other stuff to make to kind of offset the cost yeah. because it is expensive. Yeah. From there, the landowner or er, the
3: renter, the leaser. The,
1: the, the landowner came up to us, or one of her helpers or whatever for it, It said that the farmer did not have hunting rights, and we weren't supposed to be there. So our whole hunt got cut short because bad communication upstream. Wow, okay. Which kind of put a bad taste in our mouth over it because um, first day was nothing happened. Second day gets cut short as soon as the birds truly start to work. Yeah. So we go back and then that's about when everything kind of stops. I did call the outfitter, explain the situation or afterwards we ended up going to breakfast with the guides. We were invited. Other group was not. Uh-huh. Um, we had a great we were and cold.
0: we're not and I this isn't an I, issue I with the guides. Say,
1: I want to say make it a hundred percent clear. Our guides Nick was awesome. Yeah. I would hunt with him in a heartbeat again. Yeah. I had no problem with our guides. I had no problem with the photographer slash guide. Right. They were great. Even when it was slow, they made it fun. Right. Good conversations they were all fun around. fun guys to hang out with. I would hang out with them in a heartbeat and I'd again hunt with them and again. I would hunt with them right. again. This was a situation. Was further issue, up the... The, the... the situations that arose were out of their control and they handled
3: it superbly. Right. Considering yeah
1: the situation. Because the
0: alternate would be we could have stayed and hunt. According to Nick, that that was an option. We could have stayed and hunted, but when reality what would have happened because we had the apparently had the rights to be there. The game board would have been called. That would have been a three-hour ordeal with the game board, and the landowner, and the farmer, the outfitter, and us—all of our licenses having to be checked, which wasn't an issue. We all had right, our licensing right. and everything. Oh, and I have but another story off-air for you. It would have become an ordeal. Right. You know what I mean. So just it would like, have,
3: instead of a thirty-minute ordeal where it's over. It would have been a four-hour ordeal. Correct. And
1: no birds would have flown in. Yeah, because it would have
3: been such a... a, So
1: many people just up out of the blinds and stuff. Nothing would have happened. Like, it was a good call to call it You just would have wasted your time. Yes. Correct. So, we go back after that, or we get breakfast with the guides, hang out with them, and like I said, guides were awesome. Love them. They were great guides. Yeah. Good guys as well. Then we all go back to the house Landon takes a nap, which ended up being great, great, a good idea because the weekend continues I was per-
0: to snowball down.
1: I was perturbed in the moment, but then looking back, I was like, "You were mad that I took a nap?" A little bit. Why? Why? Because I really
0: wanted you to go scout with us.
3: Where were you guys scouting?
1: Uh, uh, Ian, you weren't
0: mad that Ian took a nap and missed out on our Lubbock trip, but when I take a nap, it's a I hurt your feelings. I was a little bit perturbed at.
2: Dang. Yeah, yeah,
0: I would say that. So, you weren't mad at Ian for taking a nap the day before, but you were mad at me for taking a nap. I expected more of you. Oh, You expected more of me.
1: Damn. But it, it, it ended up, I wasn't mad. You're, you're twisting it a little bit. And no, it sounds like you were mad. I wasn't mad, but it. I wish that you would have come to scout ducks and stuff with us. Now he's mad at you,
0: he just, he had a lot of fun. Because our plan was to hunt, duck hunt Sunday morning.
1: Right, Before and I found really? I found two public land spots for us that were in within reasonable drives or on the way out. Nice. So Saturday, I stayed up and I went and scouted. Ian went with me as well to scout, and both fields ended up or first field ended up being dry. I did scout the second field with you though. That technically you are correct, so you're forgiven. <laughs> My bad. Uh. Phil ended up being dry as crap, like uh-huh. nothing there. Evidence and on the map, it every, looks like a mile-wide lake. Yeah. Evan and Jeremy asked, said, let us know how it went and stuff. So when I went back, there was like a water trough. And I said, found the water here and took a picture of it. And I said, this is all the water that's here. It's bone dry. So then we went back to the house. And started making plans for everything. For dinner. For dinner and how we were going to leave. Because at this moment, I was going to be in charge of closing down the Airbnb okay. and stuff. So we get, get home. I start trying to make a plan of like, all right, so we need to close down everything tonight so that we can. Just wake up and go. Right. I said, we need to close down the house tonight. We need to pack up the trucks tonight. Just keep your duck stuff out. And because uh, you guys were still thinking we might find a place to duck, well,
0: hunt. and then the voice of reason spoke. That was me, and I said, "Well, before we do this, why don't we go look at the other duck spot to see? Because if if the other duck spots dry, then there's no reason in. we have to wake up at 4 a.m. and be pre-packed right. to leave. When you can just wake up and
3: enjoy your and that morning was and go.
0: south of Lubbock. So our plan was we're going to go check that out. Whoa, then, so you guys went
3: all the way. Yeah, go.
1: what
0: was that town? Post? Uh, Snyder? It's lower down than Post. No, it was not further south than Post. It was only about 15 miles south of Lubbock, but straight south. Post is kind of uh, southeast. southeast. And we went to that duck spot, and it was also bone dry. Uh, So So then we're like, okay, cool. We're going to hang out, go to dinner, you know, go back to the house. uh, We we started
1: thinking we might go to the lodge, record a podcast with the guides and everything. It started all
0: working, like kind of – Working out and stuff. Then we ended up deciding, let's not record a podcast. Let's just go back and watch South Park and chill. And then Carson was going to come out and stay with us because he didn't have to work. And we were just all going to hang out and have a good time. We went to Pizza Place, Capital Pizza. Capital Pizza. Capital Pizza. And my favorite these two, pizza place. Really? It, was good.
1: it was good pizza, but these two order like buffalo chicken pizza. So good.
3: It was good. Buffalo
0: chicken pizza is a move, man. No, it's not. He just not. wanted... I will, like a However, I
3: would say One Guys is probably the uh, the pizza move in Lubbock.
0: No, One Guys is the calzone move in Lubbock. That's true. Capital yeah. Pizza is the pizza move. It was good, but I did
1: I wanted like just savory, not like spicy stuff too.
3: Oh, so it wasn't everybody got their own. It was right. they wanted buffalo chicken, and you had to eat buffalo chicken. Also, Correct. he did not oh. voice any
0: grievances when we asked, "Do you Z, have a problem with buffalo chicken pizza?" No, so y'all he- just
1: said we're getting buffalo chicken, and I said okay. Don't ask like y'all asked me. Dang. You
2: could
0: could have said, I don't want buffalo chicken pizza. I was trying to be. Why don't we get two pizzas? I was being calm. Why don't we just get two medium-sized pizzas? Yeah. There were other options. You just didn't speak
1: up. Dang. I was the new guy there. I had never been, so I figured y'all knew exactly what you were doing. Oh, we
0: did know what we were doing. We got buffalo chicken pizza, and it was delicious. Like
1: If I took you back to Carrollton, I wouldn't expect you to order all your own food. I'm an adult.
3: I can order my own food. <laughs> <laughs> I know if I don't like buffalo chicken pizza, I'm telling them I don't yeah. like buffalo. It's chicken. not that I don't like it. It's
1: I know not if you
0: said we're getting pineapple pizza, I said I'm getting. I would have said I'm getting my own pizza.
1: Pineapple pizza is good. No, pineapple don't belong on pizza. No, it
3: does. It's actually it's very smart because the sweetness works well with the saltiness. Nope. it's a all nice right. Balance.
0: Moving on. So while we were at dinner, <laughs> don't make I gonna, me fight you. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna <laughs> go into the details. But I had an emergency, mm-hmm. not a bathroom variety. Not a the bathroom variety, but an emergency in which you had to come home. We had to leave and drive to San Antonio that night. That night, Satu- Saturday. This is Saturday night. This is Saturday Sorry. night. So our plans were to leave on Sunday. This turned into at eight like eight p.m. Like, hey, we need to leave. Yeah. And then it turns out Cliff also had like a semi emergency where he's like, yeah, we Probably need to go anyway. Like. It was just, like, the weekend just, like, went downhill, went downhill, went downhill. And then on Saturday night, we're like... Let's just do it. Let's go. And without getting into the details, just know that we had to leave and get back to Lubbock. Thankfully, I took a nap, although to someone's disapproval... Because I drove us all the way home while Cliff slept in the truck.
1: Yeah, I took a nap on the way back. So we
0: drove north from Lubbock to pick up our stuff. And it was literally like me and Cliff packing our bags. And Ian was like carrying armfuls and then throwing them in the truck. (laughs) And then we... It was so badly done. I'm not going to say bad because that
1: makes it sound like Ian did a bad job. It was so just thrown in there that when we finally got back here, I said... At 3.30 a.m. I said, leave your stuff. I'll unload the truck tomorrow and just bring you back your stuff. Yeah, I was just All like, I just need my throwing it right
0: now is not going to happen. I to just like, it. I just need my shoulder bag and my keys. And Cliff was going to bring my stuff back the next day. Yeah, so we made it back three thirty in the morning. And uh, I think I was back here at four. Yeah, which is right. about right. Yeah. Relatively
3: reasonable hour.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> four in the morning. Traffic was horrible. Yeah, traffic. <laughs>
1: Sixteen and four really needs to fix itself. Deer <laughs> um, traffic. So yeah, we got back. Spent. I ended up sleeping in uh, Sunday. So
3: you didn't duck hunt
1: in San Antonio. <laughs> no, no. At that point, that if was we got in at three
0: thirty, that would have been the time we <laughs> needed you to leave, get up to, get to go duck up. Hunt. To get up to go duck hunt.
1: So I ended up sleeping till about noon or okay. so, and then. Uh, Starting to unload the truck and everything, and then you've sh- you actually seen
0: Cliff's like nice new truck with all the dust in it.
1: Oh, it, the keyhole it legitimately it looked, looked like really it was rusted out oh, because yeah. of the dust, and it was filthy. I uh, on the I washed and
3: waxed my car one time when I lived in Lubbock, and um, a dust storm came in the next day, and literally the dust stuck to the wax, the fresh wax, in the circular pattern that I waxed my car in. And so, like, I had like this weird circular design of dust along my car. That's hilarious. It was awful. Yeah, I was so pissed because it's been like four hours doing it.
1: And then last night I spent was it last night? Yeah, last night I spent a good part of the evening cleaning mine and Landon's guns. Uh huh. So your guns ready now? I by appreciate the way. that. That oh, was nice. a good friend move with nice. what yeah. I got going on. And then I today finally took my truck to go get washed. I took would, it to go get washed because I did not want to vacuum out the inside. So you got detailed. Normally, I will wash and detail out my own truck. Yeah, but this one I was like, not going to happen. I'm going to pay, it, and it is the best money I've spent. Yeah, you, you hit a, a certain
3: point where it's like, no.
1: Would no. you
0: like to? Would you care to tell our listeners what type of uh, debris you found in the gun? So, uh, cleaning mine was pretty bad. There's a, a good bit
1: of dust still in it. But yours was even worse. Because I forgot to clean it in that evening between. Right. Yours didn't have as much dust, but you had a lot of grass and, like, the field weed and all that, Mm. like, all in it. Uh, Take it apart, and it literally just falls all over the mat. And I have to, like, clean the mat before I can continue to clean your gun because (laughs) if I oiled it and stuff and set it back down, it's just going to pick it all back up. I think
0: Evan texted the group today and also said this is the dirtiest. His gun had
1: been in a while. Yeah, that he's ever
0: seen his gun.
1: Yeah, it was pretty bad. I didn't clean my Supernova, but it stayed in the truck the entire time. So I might clean it, like give it a little bit of love because I kind of neglect that one now. But, yeah, yours was pretty bad. Mine was just a lot of dirt. Yeah. I didn't clean out the stock. Like, yeah, I could have taken it apart and truly cleaned out, like, the stock tube and everything that's in it. I forget what that part's called. But I cleaned out, like, your entire action, uh, cleaned off your bolt, your firing pin, the end, the barrel, and all that. Yeah, appreciate it. No problem. Thank
0: you. No problem. I needed that help you know what's going on all right well that was our crane hunt oh and on the bright side of things the outfitter that we did use because of the situations surrounding our hunt with friday and saturday being pretty much a disaster and also the group we were with they comped us uh two days private hunt two days private hunt next year so we do not have to be with the colorado guys it's our own group and uh
1: we're going to go get after it. With that being said, I am going to try and find a couple people to add into it so that they still make a little money off of us.
3: Yeah. If you guys go, uh, if you guys
1: go... I already, I already have a area of dates, but I don't have actual dates because I want to see the season dates that the state puts out before I gotcha. make that
3: true. Yeah, off. if you guys go before Thanksgiving anytime, I'm golden. It's just December is so hard to take off work. I
1: will say that more than likely it will be before thanksgiving. Perfect. Yeah, let's do it. I think earlier is better. I'm going to try and make it though. Like some guys are wanting it earlier but duck season and goose season doesn't start yet. Until when? It it just staggers. It just so I got yeah. it, the state hasn't put out true dates yet. Gotcha. So I looked and I would like to go at least after goose season's the second split of goose season starts. Yeah. So that we can have opportunity on geese as well. We did gotcha. see geese flying over. Gotcha.
0: And apparently geese will land in a crane spread, but crane will not land in a, a goose, goose spread. Goose
3: spread. I have a PSA.
1: Public service announcement. Yeah,
3: I do. Uh, make sure, even though we're also reliant on having our digital license, make sure if you go hunt for a tagged animal, you have your license.
1: Oh, yeah. Um. What I do... Did you run into an issue?
3: I didn't run into an issue necessarily, but like I'm so used to just using my phone for my license. For what, for fishing. Fishing. And then when we uh, when we do deer hunt, we hunt those, uh, what are they called? Um, MDLs? Uh, management tags. Yep, exactly, where it's a property. And we use the properties tag, so I don't have to have my license. Like You have to have your license, but you don't have to have the actual tag because they use their tag for it. And I've done that for so many years. That I forgot I actually need to have a tag when I'm hunting a deer on your own property. Yeah, right? yeah. And so uh, we had to run to Walmart to pr- on the way out, and so I could reprint my tag because I didn't bring it with me. And actually, I couldn't. So the to was.
1: put it in perspective, if you're trying to wonder exactly what we're talking about, making sure it's with you, what I do is I have a dedicated pocket in my wallet where I keep all my hunting and organization cards. Uh-huh. So, like, in it, I keep my Ducks Unlimited card, my Delta Waterfowl card, and then my license all together. So it's Right, but until this
3: one specific weekend, I did not need to ever have my physical license with
1: me. So, I just make sure to keep it in there, and that way I always have my digital and my hard license. Yeah.
3: But, yeah, so, uh, also, if you have a public land permit, and maybe this is Walmart messing up, uh, it costs $20 to reprint your license because they have to reprint your license, and reprint your public land permit. Interesting. Yeah, mm. and I, it might have just been because it was a bit of a cluster with them trying to figure out how to even do it. Because if you get your
1: license from the state, like ordering it online like you did, mm. the public land permit is on the license.
3: Yeah, it's $40. And it still is on my license. There was still one thing they printed out. But he checked two boxes, and it made me pay $20 instead of 10 So Something tells me he messed up. I'm pretty sure he did because, honestly, we spent about 20 minutes figuring out how to even print it to begin with. And I was like, I did this 10 years ago when I worked at Gander. I'm pretty sure there's an option where you just go to sell and click uh, reprint pass or whatever. But I don't know. We got it done, though. Something I want to talk about or mention is I don't know if anyone
1: caught the Easter egg in today's episode. The uh, The Nate's episode? No. In Nate's episode, uh-huh. there's a little Easter egg of something that we've never mentioned on the podcast, but it did get mentioned. There. Oh, I know what it is. I don't know what it is. Evan, let that slip? Yep. And I thought about contacting y'all and saying, hey, can we pull this real quick? But that by that point, I was like, you know what? I don't care. Yeah. Let it be known. So, see if you can figure out what's going on. I know, I know on. what it oh, is. Oh, I
3: forget. I know what it is now. Yep.
0: Yay! Go back and listen to Nate's episode, which was a great. It, episode, was, a by ton, yeah, it was a It ton was of fun. It I was, can't wait to have Nate back on. Yeah. And he he messaged me and he's like, "Hey, I got some great stories to tell you all for the next podcast." Nice. I'm like, "We need to get him yeah, back." We need on. to plan
3: a Devil's River trip too. ASAP. Yeah,
1: yeah I think
0: they got their Outfitter passed because it seemed like they were booking. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna. We need to do a Devil's trip with him. For I'd sure. love to do a Devil's trip with him. Yeah. yeah. Spring, all right, spring brag. All right, guys. All right, guys. Talk to you next week.
2: Ah!